Don't you wish that you could just do the right thing uh, because you know it's the right thing? I mean, how many times have you, you know, saw something online or read something or have a conversation with someone? You know, it's like these things that you should be doing, but you just don't. Or uh, maybe we can use the word you just can't. Uh, in this uh, current uh, past couple of weeks and maybe even now you're thinking about I want new year this next year to be great. I want it to be better than 2020. Can that be kind of a baseline, you know, uh, maybe how you respond, maybe you're thinking of your habits you want to kick finally after years of trying, or uh, maybe you want something you want to improve about yourself, you know, you want to lose weight or get in shape or get out of debt, you know, all those things that kind of come to mind when people start talking about new year's resolutions. Uh, the reality is, is uh, we all want change. But there are a lot of reasons why we don't actually experience that change. Uh, and it's not just for the start of the new year, but really the whole year. Uh, we want change, and there's a variety of reasons why we just don't get there. I want to share with you a few of my reasons why uh, I've struggled over the many years uh, of not experiencing change. These are kind of been things that, uh, some probably universal uh, truths, but these are things for me that are really just been hard for, hard for me to, or got in the way of me, uh, experiencing change. And that's the first one. It's, it's just too hard. <laughs> Can we just be honest? When, you know, you come up with these ideas of all these things, it's just too hard. Whether it's physically too hard or uh, mentally too hard, you get tired of the discipline, right? You get tired of trying and that takes energy. And when maybe you're already starting the year exhausted, how are you supposed to add something else to, uh, to do? And so we oftentimes, we will just frankly lack the strength mental strength, physical strength. You can talk about emotional strength and uh, maybe even spiritual strength. You know, uh, we just lack the strength. It's just too hard. Uh, definitely experience this. Another uh, challenge, I think, for me to really experience the change that I've desired um, is over the years at times, uh, you know, I realized I was trying to change symptoms and not problems. I was treating symptoms, not problems. And I just lacked understanding um, on really uh, what needed to change or for me to work on so that I can actually experience the change I wanted. You know, I could try all day uh, to finally, you know, be disciplined in finances. Well, maybe there's something else deeper going on there for my spending habits. Maybe I do it for a different reason. Uh, maybe it's, hey, I want to get in shape. Well, maybe, you know, I'm trying to do all these things that really there's a deeper problem there that needs to be addressed, okay? I've also found this, and maybe you have too, is that willpower actually isn't powerful. You know, willpower is really good on January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Eh, maybe will it be there on the 4th? I don't know. Uh, willpower is kind of the foundation of our uh, society when it comes to change. I'm just really going to do it. You know, I got this willpower. Well, listen, I can have all the willpower in the world pushing that wall in front of me, but <laughs> if I don't have the ability to do so, uh, that wall's not being moved an inch. So willpower, I found, isn't actually all that powerful. Uh, what about this? Come June, nobody's thinking about resolutions. Are you kidding? Uh, you know, we, and sometimes in life, we realize that we don't really have to change. I mean, isn't that kind of human nature? We change when we have to. That's why when you were younger, your parents kind of gave you rules and all that. And we do that for our kids, you know, or maybe when you're a student, you know, well, you know, I kind of have to do this work. If I don't do this work, I'm going to fail this class and lose the money I paid for it or get kicked out of school or whatever, repeat the grade. 
Uh, here's a real reason why we don't experience the change we desire, that we so desire very much in our lives, is we just don't have to. We don't need to. There's a lack of motivation there. There's nothing there to motivate us. Um, there's all kinds of reasons for motivation, fear, and all these different negative things. Sure, natural consequences and all that, but we just lack the motivation there. So come June, yeah, I'm good, right? I'm just fine. And frankly, uh, most of us don't change uh, until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Okay, that's a good one to write down. Uh, how about this one? I just don't know how. There's so many times I remember writing in uh, over my prayer journals. I mentioned this to you from 10, 15 years ago that you know I was trying to kick my um, habit of uh, using sugar to cope and how much I, uh, that feels good kind of thing. Well, I just didn't know how to. You know, I didn't know any other way. And so maybe there's a lack of knowledge there. Hey, listen, I love your New Year's, New Year's resolution to get out of debt. But you need to have some, there's some financial knowledge there uh, for how to get out of debt, some principles um, out there to kind of learn really, okay, what do we do? What's the starting point? How do I go from uh, point A to point Z? What's the plan? And there's some knowledge there, some maybe lack of knowledge there. Um, and here's what happens in life is this happens over and over. Uh, it's not just me. It's not just you. Don't worry. Um, it happens to all of us. We desire, we, we see these problems maybe, or we're tired of these symptoms we're facing. We just want different. We want change. We want it to be different, but then we get all hyped up and then, you know, we throw away all the Oreos, you know, from our our pantry and then we buy them again, you know, February. <laughs> we do this. This is human nature. This is all of us. Okay. Um, you know, have, you read about this and, and I'm sure you're getting plenty of emails from different places on growth, um, you know, different mindset. Um you need to have a different motivation. You know, you need to have a better plan, all these kind of things. Well, I want to tell you something today, churches. There is hope. Would you receive that? There is hope for change because Jesus helps us change. I like the word transform or become new or be created and recreated and renewed and redeemed as we were always intended to be. Okay. You know, Jesus conquered sin and death and all the effects of sin actually as well for you to experience in this life or through eternity as well. Uh, there is hope. We see people change. You know, you see this people who, you know, I don't have to be Christian to change, you know, you know, kick a habit or get out of debt or whatever. Uh, we see this happen and, you know, they have their own approach to that. But have you ever thought about change and through scripture? Uh, the Bible is the story of God and mankind. And if we're gonna take a perspective, a worldview from scripture, from our relationship with God, uh, then before the Bible is a book about doctrine or rules to follow or right and wrong or righteous living, uh, the Bible is the story of God relating to mankind. And from this relationship comes kind of everything. It's kind of the center of your life. The Bible is full of people that God helps to change for the better. Uh, you know, you don't like the word change. God is the one that's helping people grow find healing, freedom, newness, transformation. God does this in people's lives. And so I wanna share this morning about how God can help us as we begin 2021 with full of hope and desire for change and different, okay? Uh, let's go back to uh, these challenges, these reasons why we don't experience the change that we desire. Uh, when it comes to lack of strength, well, scripturally, God provides strength. He is our strength. Have you ever thought about this from the scripture, from the perspective of scripture? Well, God provides strength. He does this over and over and over. 
um, when we, you know, lack understanding and we're just treating symptoms and not problems and not the root of it. Listen, God provides insight and wisdom and understanding. God will give that to you as you are constantly fighting the same battle, pushing the same wall over and over and over on, on repeat. And the cycle goes on and on and on. Our God provides insight, wisdom, understanding. The scripture is all about this. Even before there was written scripture, we had a loving God that was giving us understanding and insight. It's powerful. Uh, lack of ability. Listen, God's power becomes our power. I don't want willpower to be the most powerful force in my life. God is the most powerful force in my life. So I want God's power to become my power that works through me as I face anything in life. And, and definitely as I face myself, God's power becomes my power, our power. Uh, we don't change because we don't have to, right? Sometimes we need a negative consequence or the fear of punishment or something to change. But you know what? Uh, we can find motivation because God gives us purpose. You know, I thought about this the other day, like as I'm thinking about uh, some things I'm going to be fasting over 2021. Well, why am I doing this? feel good about myself, to brag to you about my fast, you know, uh, you know, to post on social media and get people to want to be like me. Uh, well, no, uh, my motivation is, uh, you know, I believe God's purpose for my life is first and foremost to be his. That's my number one purpose in life, to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, uh, just to be his. That's my purpose in life. It actually is my purpose, right? I believe that's your purpose too. And so that kind of becomes my motivation for any kind of change I desire or think about in my life. Um, when we lack knowledge, listen, when you try to tackle some change in your life, you literally don't know how. Uh, maybe you're trying to tackle stress in your life. Well, we didn't just, we're not born with just how to find, tackle stress. Get some help, right? And God gives guidance. Uh, for me, in my life of lack of knowledge, God has provided mentors and pastors and leaders to give me guidance, to be a voice piece for some guidance. God did that, not me, you know, um, as I have been in counseling for years, so much knowledge I've gained as I've read books. God uses all that. God is the one giving guidance, okay? Um, and ultimately, what I believe is the starting point for change, okay? And this is what I'm going to focus on really the whole year, okay? There is one key starting point through this narrative and the stories of Scripture and God relating to mankind and all these different things that happen. There's one key starting point that I believe is required as disciples of Jesus, as followers of him desiring to love God and be able to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and to love others as ourselves. There's one starting point that I would like to have as a theme for 2021. I'll be praying this over you over the year. I'll be talking about it. You may get tired of me hearing about it, writing about it, talking about it, sharing your resources, giving you practices, rhythms, and exercises. Here's the starting point of all God-given change is God makes us aware. That's it. Why don't you just think for a second of some stories in Scripture, and I'm going to go over a few this morning. Uh, this is kind of the starting point. You're not the starting point. You didn't suddenly come up with this wonderful thing of, you know, uh, trying to change something about you for the better, you know. Uh, from our perspective of Scripture, if we believe this to be true in this story, that, you know, God uh, uh, was always existing and wasn't the created, right? 
but out of nothing, he creates all of us in the world. Well, that's the secondary part is us. He's the first part. He's the origin of all of us. Um, it's out of him in which we respond. And when we have awareness, realization of God, and we respond to that, that is the starting point for all healing, growth, transformation, redemption, change in your life. Okay. And so uh, I want to talk about this morning and over the course of 2021, helping you to become aware. I want you to be aware of God. I want you to be aware of yourself. And I want you to be aware of others. Okay. We are never the starting point. Okay. He's our origin. Uh, you can say other words. God gives us insight. God reveals something to you. Uh, there's a word in scripture called revelation, which is uh, God revealing himself through his word or his presence or his spirit. He is unveiling something. He's showing something to you. Uh, so the word I'm using for this year is awareness. And we're going to give God all the glory for any uh, revelation, awareness, insight that you get. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be praying this over you. So here's the, here's the theme for the year. Okay, Here's what I'll talk about today as well. Awareness. God, make us aware. Let's talk about a few things that we can be aware of over this next year. Uh, I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Very common story of Moses uh, meeting and seeing God in the burning bush. Okay, And uh, so here's the first thing we want to be aware of, and I'll be emphasizing over the year aware of God. What I mean by that, uh, aware of who he is, what he's about, his message, his gospel, his words, his news to you, his identity for you, his hope for you, his love, his truth. Listen, if you're aware of God, your life will change. If you're aware, you realize that you can understand that you know what's going on here. You're not just too busy and you're just passing by, not processing, thinking about him. If you're aware of his love, I know you know God's love, but if you're aware of it in this moment, then shame won't win. If you are aware of his truth, okay, then the lies that we tell ourselves won't win, okay? If you're aware of his strength and power, you'll be just a little bit less fearful to take that risk that he's calling you to take, okay? Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. I'm going to read this story and share a few things to help you in our awareness uh, of God. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it didn't burn up. Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. God calls to him from the bush and says, Moses, Moses, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place we are standing his holy ground. And then he says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hides his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about this suffering. So I've come down to rescue them. Uh, skip down, down to verse 10. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh. To do what? To bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Listen, church, read that story and tell me God's not the start. You see that? God's the start. Uh, he's the starting point, the origin here. 
And so God does this thing to help Moses be aware. And so in that moment, uh, Moses is doing his thing. He grew up in Egypt, had a position. He leaves. He's now very different to a shepherd. Uh, everything's, his identity's changed. His career's changed. Everything's changed. And he sees this burning bush. And what happens for Moses? He takes note. And, and church, that's what I'm praying for you. That you'll take note. You'll go over and look. Wait, what is this? What is this bush, this miracle that's happening in my life? So God is coming to him on this path that he's on. Church, be aware of God in 2021. Uh, as he sees this, he sees the real power here. The real miracle is that there's this burn, this fire uh, that's burning, right? This bush, this, there's a fire that needs no fuel. There's a fire, but the, the bush uh, isn't gone, right? It doesn't take this, this fire, doesn't need this fuel. It gets his attention. First and foremost, we see that uh, he becomes aware of God. We literally hear this introduction of God. Hello, my name is. I'm the God of your fathers, of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. Okay, he's introducing himself to him. He's revealing himself. He's making himself aware. And in this moment, maybe more than any other in Moses' life, I think he's 80 at this time, he's aware of God. He realizes who God is, okay? Uh, secondly, we see that, you know what happens to Moses? When you become aware of God, you know what happens? You respond, okay? There's no way to see God, to see this miracle and how God appears to him. There's no way, and in scripture, it's over and over and over the same thing. When you see God, there's a response. You know what the response is? It's respect, it's fear. Uh, the Hebrew word there is could be used for terror or fear, complete respect. Uh, really, it's worship and there's action. Now, I'm not saying there's continued action, okay? You see God, you know, we see this in Moses, we see God do these things, he, he sees God, he changes, he, 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 he takes off his sandals, he, you know, he's fearful, he has, and then he, he obeys God. I'm not saying it forever, I'm just saying right now, when he was aware, he responded. Wow, the power of awareness of God. And this is what I'm so excited about for you in 2021. As a church, if we can be tuned in to be aware, then I believe we'll change because our actions are going to change. Our responses will change because we're aware of him. And we see also that Moses found his purpose. Interesting. We just talked a little bit about this. You know, sometimes we, we don't change because we don't have to. We don't have any motivation. We don't really need to. Why does Moses leave and go back to Egypt and do some really hard things, say some really crazy things to a really powerful guy, right, Pharaoh? Um, and it's never been happened before, right? And Moses is the one to do this. Well, he found his purpose, and that became a motivation. He was aware of God, found his purpose, found his motivation, okay? Uh, I have a, you know, just my own personal example of this is, uh, I wasn't raised in church, so you know my story. Uh, we're just kind of going along doing our thing. You know, Sundays for me were sleeping in and watching football. Uh, you know, I just didn't have church in my life. I actually was never invited by a friend or anything to go to church. And, you know, I lived a, you know, my own challenging uh, life I had. Uh, but when I was in high school, I was 15, 
uh, randomly one day, my uh, kind of not randomly, sorry, uh, God did some things to kind of get my parents' attention. And so uh, one Sunday, you know, our family went to this church and you know, we lived, you know, grew up in a country town in Texas, you know, small town, whatever. And we just happened to go to this church that was on the main road. And so we walk in that day, kind of go through the service. At the very end of the service, there was a, a guest speaker that day. And this guest speaker is a pastor and or evangelist. And at the end of his uh, kind of sermon, he says, listen, I got to do one more thing. I got to just feel like I want to pray for somebody. So in a crowd of, I don't know, 150, 200 people, uh, this guest speaker who did not know me or anybody, I uh, called my dad out of this crowd and said, I, I just feel like God wants me to pray for you. Well, this was a miracle for my dad. I see he'd been praying, uh, you know, to have God in his life again. And so this moment was so miraculous that it changed my dad's life. And so then this trickled down and it changed my life. I never was aware of God like I was in that moment. That miracle became my moment, this of awareness that led to great change in my life. I don't know what 2021 holds, okay? I don't know when the pandemic is done. I don't know what finances are gonna be like for you. I don't know what your relationship is gonna like, but here's what I do know is there are gonna be challenges. Here's what I also know is God wants to appear to you. May not be like a burning bush for Moses, may not be like me, where you know this person calling my dad out of a crowd and kind of, you know, what kind of uh, made me aware in that way. Maybe it's a different way. Maybe he speaks to you. Maybe you think about something. Maybe one of our reflection times we're going to start doing every week uh, or most weeks. You know, maybe it's that. Maybe it's a worship time. Maybe something happens and you're just aware and you see God. Uh, this could be incredible for your life. Okay. Uh, here's the second part is aware of self. Okay. So Psalm 51 uh, verses 1 through 9. And this is David writing this. Uh, David writes this psalm after he gets uh, found out with the sin of Bathsheba. Uh, he essentially uh, uh, commits this sin, and it's pretty awful, uh, not just with uh, relations with this woman outside of marriage, but also he uh, murdered her husband, and then he hid it and lied about it. And so I'm going to read this passage. It's from Psalm 51, and this is his response um, to being aware of self, aware of, him, of his own sin. Psalm 51 1 says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Verse 5, um, Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Here's the thing, church. You know the story of David and Bathsheba and Uriah, her husband. He kills, he, he kills uh, him. And he tries to hide his whole sin. This is an awful thing. And I don't know about you, but when I first read this story uh, as a new believer when I was in high school, my first thought was, David, how in the world could you do this? This is the same David that had all these victories in the war and saw God do this. This is the same David that uh, slew uh, Goliath, right? That, that, that killed, uh, that defeated Goliath. This is the same uh, David that growing up defeated the lion and the bear. This is the same David that, that walked closely with God. How could you do this? Right? I'm such a judgy person, right? That's what I thought. 
over the years, I, as I began to really search out that answer, and I've been spending a lot of years searching that question. How could you do it, David? How could you? And I realized, well, one of the reasons why is a lack of awareness of God and a lack of awareness of self. Uh, David was struggling uh, before he actually sinned. There's some things going on inside of him that he then responded by sin, responded by pleasure, responded by doing something outside of God's, uh, God's plan and God's will. In this story, it's pretty powerful. If you go back and read it in 2 Samuel chapter 11, I believe, go read the story. David's so clueless. He has no idea. He's, he didn't realize the real pain of his son. He doesn't realize his son. He's just trying to hide it. He doesn't really feel it. And then Nathan, the prophet, goes to him and tells a story of like, what would you do in this situation if someone took advantage of someone with their sheep? It's like, oh, man, I would just destroy them. This is, they should be thrown in jail, whatever. This should happen. And then Nathan, the prophet, says, hey, listen, you're the man. And in that moment, David realizes his sin, meaning he feels it. He's aware of it. He's aware of the brokenness, the sinfulness of man, of himself. Some of us were so busy, we're not aware of how we are sinning, church. We're so busy, we don't know how we feel, and our inner life is messed up. It's so broken. It's a wreck. We're trying to get out of debt, or we're trying to lose five pounds and never realizing those are just symptoms of a deep problem of pain that needs healing, of deep things that are going on inside of us that are destroying us, and we don't even realize it. Aware of self. Self-awareness is uh, another way to say it. When he does realize this, when he does become aware, what does he do? He repents, okay? I mean, it's just like, this, this, is, this is like our story, okay? Don't get caught up in your sin, meaning like you feel so guilty. Listen, repent, turn to him. He loves you, wants a relationship with you. And we see that when he writes on it, he wants his repentance prayer. He comes to God with me. He doesn't just run at this moment. When he became aware, he comes to God. Um, it reminds me of that uh, phrase I saw recently is, you know, when uh, as kids, when we get in trouble, what do we do? Do we say when we get in trouble or do something awful, uh, or do something bad? Do we say in our inner voice, do we say, oh, my goodness, uh, something bad happened. I did something bad. Let me I better not tell dad or the other response of, oh, man, I did something bad. I got into trouble. Let me go tell dad. See the difference there. I want you to be aware of God and aware of yourself so that you'll come to him. So here, David writes Psalm 51 after awareness, after awareness. Church, you need to be aware of your sin in 2021. Maybe you don't like me talking about that, but you need to be aware of it, just like David. You need to be aware of your need for God. Listen, I'm a positive person. At least I think I am. Uh, you know, I love being kind of the coach and kind of like guide and you can do it and rah, rah, rah. That's me, okay? But I also am deeply aware of my need for God. I can do nothing without him. I read that in my devotions this past week. Um, without God, can't do anything. We need God. You need to be aware of your shame, aware of your pain, your fear, isolation. You need to be aware of these things. There's a time when I was in my uh, mid-20s, and um, I remember just losing my temper at my best friend. Uh, this, even telling this story kind of feels this pain inside of me. You know, I remember I was just stressed out with life and feeling lonely and angry and something he did, and I just let it out, enraged. And I remember feeling terrible about it. But it wasn't really I felt that terrible about it until my friend confronted me about it. That's such a good friend. 
didn't let me rage uh, and let me take it out on him. He said, listen, are you really angry at me? That question, in that moment, I felt an awareness of self I just had not felt at that moment, at that time. I felt aware, no, 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 no. I'm taking my anger out, on, uh, anger out on someone who has nothing to do with my anger. I'm taking my anger out uh, and blaming someone else for it who's not responsible. I repented. I apologized to my friend. And I didn't fix everything in that moment, but it put, positioned my heart towards humbleness and brokenness and seeking God. Again, I'm a positive person, so you may not like this. In 2021, I'm praying for repentance for you. I'm praying for broken moments. I'm praying for moments like David where you're confronted with your sin and you've got to put on sackcloth and ashes and repent and be sorrowful, broken, contrite, okay? I'm praying that a kind of awareness for you in 2021. Um, the next thing, uh, in Acts chapter 9, verses 20 through 22, this is awareness of others. I'm praying over 2021 uh, that you would be aware of others, okay? Uh, this is from uh, Acts chapter 9, you know, the story of uh, Paul meeting Jesus. At this time, Paul uh, is a persecutor of Christians, okay? He's not a Christian yet. I'm going to read this in verse uh, chapter 9, verse 20. At once, um, oh, sorry, let me say this, then we'll read this. Um, so Paul is on the road to Damascus, and Jesus appears to him. How cool that be, right? Jesus appears to him. So what happens? Awareness happens. He's doing his thing, persecuted Christians, just following the Jewish law, doesn't know Jesus, and Jesus appear, appears to him. He's not one of Jesus' 12 original disciples, right? He, Jesus appears to Paul, and he's changed forever. He goes to Ananias later. He gets discipled. <laughs> and then what happens? He changed his life. In verse 20, at once he, Paul, began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Talk about awareness. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, wait, isn't this the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to his chief priests? Yet Saul, Paul, grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Here's what I want to say to you today, okay? We have Paul persecuting Christians. What, what happened? Uh, a starting point. Jesus appeared to him. Awareness. When awareness happened, he met Jesus. When awareness happens, he realized truth. I've been wrong. I've been hurting these people. I've been wrong about these people. I was so off. And so his awareness for others changed so much that he goes from hurting and persecuting believers to meeting Jesus to then becoming a missionary, telling people about Jesus. I mean, can you see this change? We're talking about like an incredible New Year's resolution, okay? Not only that, Paul, aware of God, met Jesus, began to become aware of others and the pain he's caused them. He's the same Paul that writes about 1 Corinthians 13 that we studied last month or months, a couple months ago um, when we were doing our study on Corinthians, the love chapter. 
1 Corinthians 13. That we, we read this at all of our weddings. I'm sure you heard it at your wedding, you know. This same God sees his poor choices, his hurt for others. He sees Jesus, and then you know what happens? He loves. His awareness, God of self, and now aware of others, and his life changes. Uh, awareness, church, is what I'm praying for you for 2021. Uh, awareness is kind of the state of being conscious and, and awake, uh, the quality of being uh, knowledgeable, aware of what's going on, right? It's the ability to perceive, to feel, to know, to be cognizant of events. Uh, here's a really great illustration. Uh, and this is the last uh, thing I'll, uh, illustration I'll share here. Here's a, this last illustration, okay? This is how I, it's a really great way I, I read about this, of uh, how to define what awareness is, okay? Awareness is this. It's the difference between being in a storm and, and witnessing the storm. I love that. Okay, it's the difference of being like outside in the storm and it's like raining and the wind's blowing, your hair's blowing, you're getting all wet, you're just in it, right? Uh, and being swept away by all that. And awareness is being like inside uh, with your cup of coffee, you know, safe, but not experiencing those things and just watching it and witnessing it. See, awareness is, being, is when you can pull yourself out of your life and yourself and your mess and your busy and your sin and your brokenness. You can pull yourself out of all this overwhelming thing and just see God. Just see yourself. You can just see others instead of being maybe blinded to them because your own judgment, your own criticism, your own pain. Like you're able to kind of just see that and then respond. Awareness, church. Uh, is is having that realization, that perception, that knowledge. I'm praying for you to be aware in 2021. Church, be aware of God, this, this wonderful, loving Father that you have. Be aware of his message. Be aware of self. Be aware of what God's doing inside of you. Be aware of that. Be aware of your sin. Don't be blind to this. Don't, don't take out the speck in everybody else's eye and... Be totally unaware of your own plank. Be aware. Be aware of others. Um, I've been reading this book on self-compassion. It's a really good uh, book, but uh, there's a, he, this, this writer has a really great definition of compassion as uh, being able to truly see someone else's suffering and truly uh, connect to that so that you desire to alleviate that. Oh, that's pretty good. Compassion, it's really being able to see someone and their suffering and connecting to it. So you want to really alleviate that. And it's not like a pity thing or guilt thing, but you're just so connected to it. You want to help them with it. Um, and I just pray over 2021, you'll be aware of people's suffering in your life. So you'll show some compassion. You'll be aware of how you're hurting people like Paul did when he persecuted Christians. And now he's writing about love. Could you be aware of how you're hurting others in your life? I uh, as a pastor, I actually lead the staff and church. And so I want to be aware of how I'm hurting you and staff members. Am I a jerk to work with? I don't know. Ask somebody, you know. Um, be aware of what it's like to be my kid, right? Like, God, what kind of parent am I, you know? What, what kind of friend am I, you know? Uh, all those things to be aware of others, okay? Uh, let me close by saying this before we uh, kind of close in worship. Uh, church, I want to tell you that... Uh, this is my vision for 2021, and you know this is uh, who we are as a church now. 
this is what we're doing. I am putting um, all of my uh, talents and abilities and time and skill, whatever you want to call it, towards being your pastor uh, and not just leading you in, in church services. Uh, I want to put all my time and that I have for you, my abilities and the wisdom and insight God's giving me to help grow, help you grow and be your pastor. I want to be your pastor in 2021. I don't want to just be your event coordinator, you know, uh, and doing these things and making you like this. I want to lead you to awareness, okay? This is who we are as a church now. Uh, when the pandemic is over and, you know, I'm looking to maybe consider uh, in the short term some in-person op opportunities for you. Um, but anyway, when all this goes away, what are we going to do as a church? We just want to have church. I'm no longer interested in that. I can't. Do you know why? Because as, as I follow Jesus, as I'm called to be a pastor and a shepherd, as I've talked with you over the years, uh, I've become obviously clearly aware uh, of our real need. And our real need and your real need uh, is for discipleship. Uh, I want to prepare you to face shame, pain, fear, loneliness in your life, the things that really get us to prepare to face adversity and sin. I want to help grow you. I want to lead you in that way. And I want to, I model this for myself. I'm not pointing the finger at you. I model this as well. This is what I'm praying for for you in 2021. This is who we are as a church. So what am I asking you to do? Uh, I'm asking you, first and foremost, just to trust me. I know it's weird for me to ask you to trust me. You know, someone's in a relationship and you do that. It's kind of weird, but it's vulnerable, I guess. But would you trust me? Uh, would you follow me in this? I am going to provide some tools, some resources. I'm going to also model some things like I did this morning with reflection. Would you follow me in that? Uh, there's some apps uh, I'm gonna re recommend to you, some some growth plans. Uh, would you trust me? Would you follow me? Would you go this direction of trying to grow in awareness, okay? I'm also gonna ask you is, would you consider inviting someone to join this? And what I mean by that is, as you're growing and as you're doing some new things, maybe you want to ask a friend to do it with you. Um, over the next weeks, so I'll share some other things with you and some uh, some tools. Maybe you want to invite someone to do that with you. You know, maybe you are going to be trying something new. And this prayer of examine that I just shared this morning, maybe you want to do that with someone, uh, someone else, and keep you accountable on that. Okay, or maybe you just invite someone. Uh, soon, we'll make our live stream public, our church service public. Maybe you want to join, ask someone to join that so that they can do that prayer of examine as well or whatever other reflection that I do. Church, I'm asking you for 2021 uh, to trust me. I'm asking you to grow. I'm asking you to become aware of God, of yourself and others, and allow God to do this work in your life. Over the next 10 weeks, we're going to be studying the book of Psalms. I chose the book of Psalms because Psalms is rich of the, with emotion and rich with honesty, but it's also rich of God's promises, his nature. It's rich with hope. And we're going to use Psalms as we study uh, a few chapters out of Psalms, uh, a few of these, these songs, uh, these prayers, um, as just a way to bring our heart to be aware of him. Uh, and I think this would be a really good start to the year. Again, I can, you can have all these plans, but I just want you guys to be aware. And, and we'll talk about what that could look like over the course of this next year. Remember, I'm praying for you. I'm not praying for you to be perfect in 2021. I'm not praying for you to have all these nice things. 
was a good prayer, I guess, but I'm praying for you to be aware. 